Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Last off, here we are. Another episode of Modernizer Die CFML News Edition, October 29th, 2019, and I've got Brad Woodward here with me today. How's it going? I've got Gavin Pickham with me today. Yep. Uh, who has who? Do you have me or do I have you? One um, of us is trapped here in a, in a license plate factory. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other th- one, the other one's in charge. We haven't figured it out yet. Well, I think my machine is the, the one recording and hosting. So I think that's, that's me. So with the podcast breaks, like I did last week, you guys can blame me. So uh, sorry about that. If you guys are watching live last week and sort of disconnect, I don't know what happened. We'll call it an internet blip. I blame AWS and Google because everything else was going wrong that day too. But uh, the full episode is up online, so you guys can watch that or listen to that. Yeah, we did. We did keep recording even though the, the the live stream cut out, so you can catch the the end of what we said in the recording. Yep, and obviously cfmlnews.modernizerdie.io for the the podcast version too. So let's get into the news news so uh the first thing we got coming up here is charlie earhart's actually doing a cfug so cold fusion user group um and he's doing an online version about fusion reactor and he's actually doing it for cfug sfl and i'm not sure <laughs> where that actually is i should probably check that out that's a that's a very long acronym yeah uh, south florida cold fusion user group is what jugal tells me Oh, cool. Well, there you go. So he's going to be speaking about Fusion Reactor on October 30th, um, and there's a, a link to the Facebook event. Um, and the cool thing about it is he's actually given away some extended um, free uh, Ultimate Trials for Fusion Reactor, mm-hmm. and they have the discounts for uh, all the Cold Fusion products and whatever as well. The um, South Florida Seafug has a link to Modernize or Die on their homepage. I like these guys. Yeah, they're pretty cool. So we're They know what's up. Yep, and then um, yes, if you leave a review on g2.com, uh, you'll actually get a free developer license. So pretty cool. Um, if you guys got time to make that uh, recording, uh, see it October thirtieth. We'll have it in the show notes, and Brad might paste it in the uh, in the YouTube channel as well as we go. But um, nice that he's out there spreading the word. I know he does a lot of work with Fusion Reactor in his day job, and he likes to help promote them as well. So great product. We, we love Fusion Reactor. So definitely check it out if you haven't seen it or, you know, you're not using it now. Cool. And then up next, we have the online Cold Fusion meetup. So last week, we actually had Pete Freitag. And so he did his uh, approaches to more secure Cold Fusion code. So the link for that will be in the show notes, and that's available on the meetup.com slash Cold Fusion Meetup. But this week we have a new uh, a new presenter, and uh, we've had him at Into the Box a couple of times, and he was at CF Summit as well, so Matt Clemente. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's talking about uh, Git slash CFML, a guide to writing API wrappers. I see what you did there, Matthew. <laughs> it's a little meta title. So it looks like uh, it's um, kind of read the description here. Just covering a lot of the uh, the libraries, how to uh, return random cat pictures, I guess, is one thing he's covering. <laughs> so, I mean, that looks like it should be worth it right there. Yep, exactly. Maybe they'll even upgrade to the dog pictures because that's the new cool thing. Cats are out. Dogs are in. Oh, but- yeah. CF, CF Camp was all about the dog dog examples in the sessions. So. 
Yeah. But um, yeah, Matt actually gave this at CF Summit, and I believe he gave this one at Into the Box. If not this year, I know he did last year for sure. Uh, it's a good session. And, you know, if you're looking for writing wrappers to APIs or just, just using them, because most, most things, sadly, in Cold Fusion, there isn't a, you know, SDK for it. So we have to drop down to Java or use REST or whatever. So, uh, this sort of guide will help you make those wrappers. So we can use them and put them up on Forgebox and share them. Uh, Jordan Clark has a bunch up there. And then Matt Gifford is an API wrapping machine as well. And yeah. Matt Clemente's so joined the group. So it looks like it's focusing not just on, on writing APIs, but on wrapping other third-party APIs. So, yep. So if we work together, we can, you know, have more cold fusion APIs available. So, but yeah, and it's important to publish those because a lot of people will interact with a third-party um, system that has an API and they'll write some code, but they'll just, you know, keep it to themselves and be part of their app. Um, so the next time a cold fusion developer comes along and they're like, Hey, I have to integrate with the same system. And there was not anything out on Forgebox that can drop in and kind of give them a head start. So, um, I really love this kind of you know concept of you know build something a little generic and publish it, and then the whole community benefits from it. Don't just uh, you know keep it a, a, a proprietary part of of what you're building right then. Yep, for sure, and uh, and that's the thing too. If you do have to build something, look on Forgebox. There's a lot of great things there, uh, and you know, and if there isn't something there, add to the pile, and uh, we can all help each other be more productive. Right, that's the end goal is to do better work, not harder work. So. Um, so, but that's available up on the Confusion Meetup uh, site. Uh, we have a link. Uh, Brad's pasting in the the channel there, and they'll be in the show notes. Pasted. Well. He's on to it. So, uh, the next on the news item is this: the last chance for you to get a cool Hacktoberfest shirt. Oh this is last gosh. year's Hacktoberfest is almost over. We're down to the last few uh, last few days in October here. Um, so remember, we can't see your shirt, Gavin. Stand up. <laughs> the desk is too high comes up to here on you <laughs> but um so yeah so the cool thing about this is it's just a, a way that you know to publicize and, and really promote open source software and obviously Audis does a lot of open source software cold box command box everything else box pretty much is is open source and you know uh, that's how we've try to keep cold fusion alive and kicking all these great tools. And so this is a, you know, a promotion to get everyone using open source and promoting it. So, uh, if you haven't, uh, haven't looked at Hacktoberfest, you can go to hacktoberfest.digitalocean.com, but all you need is four pull requests. They don't even have to be merged. They just have to be not tagged as spam. <laughs> yep. I've got, I've got a lot of pull requests this month for, uh, for command box docs, for command box for CF config for cold box docs from people all over this so yep and this if is you, your last chance to get those in yep and if you haven't registered but you've made pull requests already those still count so just register and then your shirt will be on the way so yep. uh, i already picked out mine uh so i chose the unisex one not the woman's one so that's an i know a big deal too for for the the female um, developers we have out there a lot of times they get the guy shirts at these you know, conferences and they don't fit right they actually have a you know a female <laughs> form shirt so you can get a good fitting shirt so you know that's a big nice. plus so but yep so hacktoberfest.digitalocean.com go sign up and uh you know and then tag tag what you're working on it with that as well and uh let everybody else know in the cfml community we're we're doing some open source okay so next on the What's list next? we have Ooh. conferences so we thought all the conferences were over but Fooled you. Fooled you. Yep, fooled me too. Um, so last week we mentioned that uh, we had Into the Box Latin America coming up, and we have the details now. 
Yeah. So the site is live. If you go to L-A-T-A-M, which is short for Latin America, dot into the box dot org, you can go there. And thanks to Google Translate, you can read it just like I did, because uh, this version <laughs> is going to be all in Spanish. So the site is in Spanish. Right. The speakers are going to be speaking Spanish. And uh, there's even one speaker there. I'm like, do they even speak Spanish? But apparently they're going to have an interpreter for John Clawson. But uh, it's going to be December 4th down in uh, San Salvador, El Salvador. And as I mentioned, it's a one-day, one-track presented in Spanish. And we got a lot of great auto speakers there. So Luis Mahano, Edgardo Cabezas, Jorge Reyes, Cabezas. John Cabezas. Sorry, my pronunciation yes, is terrible. You should know that. Uh, <laughs> John Clausen, Esmeralda Acevedo, uh, Stephanie Mongin, Javier Contero, Luis Vega. So these are all... Oh, see, even better. So, uh, you makes a K sound in Spanish. It's weird. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty cool though, because I mean, a lot of these are familiar faces to uh to Gavin and I from inside of Ordis, but um, we, we can't we can't usually get you know some of our quieter individuals to uh to come out and speak it into the box, but we're totally uh getting them out here for the Latin American of the box. So I'm pretty excited. Unfortunately, yeah. I won't uh, I won't be able to go down and be a part of it, but I think it's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah, so if you know anybody uh in in central america or south america that has developers who want to try to get to this that would be pretty sweet yep and like i said i use google translate so i see that they're talking about docker uh they look using some Vue.js and quasar which is my favorite Vue.js framework for doing everything cool there you know <laughs> um but a lot of good content you know just working on your teams and more agile software as well so open source as well so a lot of different things but uh should be a good thing um and so tickets are available now but that's december 4th in uh san salvador el salvador so latam.intothebox.org go check it out and then next uh adobe's has their cf summit india coming up in december 7th 2019 so, so it's going to be around the same time as our uh, as our Latin America into the box. Yep, it's a couple days later. Bangalore, it looks like. Yeah, Bangalore, India. And so uh, it looks like they're going to have um, you know a bigger contingency of all the the Cold Fusion developer uh, engineers there. Obviously, they're they're based in India. That's where their main office is. Luis got to visit their office when he was there uh, for his training in Bangalore. Lucky. But. Um, but yeah, so they've got a, you know, I think it's one day and the best thing about it is it's free. It's complimentary. So if you're in the area, um, definitely check it out. Uh, all the Adobe people will be there. A lot of great content, uh, you know, and customer success stories and everything. So definitely a big plus. Um, I think it'd be a good one to go to. So if you, you can try to check that out. And then next, out. sorry. I'm just saying, I'm trying to figure out the difference between uh, Bangalore and Bangalore. I don't know anything about where the cities are in India. I thought the uh, the Adobe offices were in, in Bangalore. I think they are. But... Oh, I see. According to Wikipedia here, Bangalore was originally known as Bendakularu and then became Bangalore following the British, which the British renamed it as Bangalore. I see. Oh. I learned some, I learned uh, some pretty cool... Um, uh history about india when i was at uh the cf summit chatting with the cf team cool cool yeah the what i little i know uh, is from like days playing cricket with a lot of expatriates from india down in la and san francisco here big big cricket supporters 
Okay, so if you're not in India, but you're in USA, later in May 2020, we've got our next version of Into the Box, the English version, uh, hosted in Houston, Texas. So just like the state, everything's big. We got two tracks of great information, great content. We got workshops as well. Uh, it's going to be held at the at the Hyatt Place in the Woodlands. So it's a, just outside of uh, just outside of um, Houston there, and it's it's really beautiful. It's a good place to go visit, uh, and we got a lot of great stuff. Um, the call for speakers will be announced soon. We're always looking for new you know new speakers, so. Check out, um, you know, check out what we had last year. Check out some of the topics, and if you got some ideas for new content, you know, let us know, and we're willing to sort of coach and guide you too. So if you submit something interesting and you need some help, you know, we can help help polish it up. And uh, this Cold Fusion Online Meetup is a great place to present if you want to, you know, get some practice or if you have a local user group or something. That's do a good way to run. do it too. Yeah, that will definitely help your confidence. And you know, and don't worry, even the speakers who you know spoke all the time they still get nervous you know I, I seem to speak at a fair number of conferences these days and i still get a little nervous getting up there and i speak a little faster than i should uh, <laughs> i need to when i have 150 slides in my my powerpoint but that's another point <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, early bird tickets will be available later in the year um but yeah so book those dates may 6th to the 8th you want to make sure you have you know the full three days because those workshops are, are great as well. So we'll have one day workshops beforehand. Um, but yeah, it's always a good time. A lot of great content. And if, if see if summit's a little too, you know, too entry level for you, we definitely try and push it with some more advanced topics here, a little more uh, interesting things. So two days, we've got about 30 different uh, sessions. So lots of, uh, lots of great content to pick from. And you don't need to use uh, Google Translate to read the site, even though there's not a lot of content on it yet right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and oh, that's another thing too. Um, you know, we have we'll have all of that available soon um, on there. But oh, brain freeze. Ah. Yeah, basically we just have the dates up right now, but we'll uh, we'll be updating that pretty soon as we start getting sessions put together. Yep. What I was gonna say. Sorry, lost my train of thought. It was <laughs> you don't have to use Coldbox to get a lot uh, yeah. out of into the box you know uh, a lot of people have written their recaps from this year uh, like matt clemente and nolan Irk and whatever and they're like they were surprised how much great content was there that wasn't box specific and, you know they might be using more box products now than they were when they first came but you don't have to use you know cold box if you're presenting you don't have to present on cold box as long as it's cfml related and useful to developers in the cfml world then we'll you know We'll look at that. We do sessions on JavaScript frameworks and everything too. So, you know, anyway, I know that a lot of people say, oh, I don't do box products, but it's still, <laughs> still get some value there. A lot of great content. Yeah, make sure you spread the word on that. It is a generic cold fusion conference that just happens to feature box stuff, but definitely isn't that they're limited to it. Yep. Cool. Well, that's Let's... the conferences. I think, uh, I think we need to figure out what country into the box is going to go into next. Cause you know, CF summit already has, you know, India, and they've got two different versions in the, in the U.S. We should hold like a raffle for what country thinks into the box should come there as well. <laughs> yep, I know. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Luis an aneurysm, thinking like, oh, geez, <laughs> what other country? <laughs> we don't have the bandwidth to do this in every country that exists. Nope. That'd be awesome, though. Yeah, we talked about doing something uh, like a CF Summit. Uh, like sorry not cf summit but like a cf camp like a pre-conference so that's how into the box started it was before cf objective in the old days mm -hmm. so we could always the do a european days. style and uh yeah throw some more stuff together 
Because, you know, we can't take over CF Camp with, you know, all of our sessions. So, <laughs> but, so let's get all into right, the blogs, tweets, and videos. Gavin, what do we got? Yep. Well, Greg Desmond uh, has a, a blog post on the ColdFusion.adobe.com blog. It's his ColdFusion Summit 2019 recap, the Vegas edition. Um, he did already uh, release um, write-ups on all the the specialization programs so he wrote two or three on that and he has links to them in this one but basically he said he's a little late getting his thoughts together but he wanted to give it a, a you know a recap there better late than never and so that gives his, his overview so if you guys haven't been to the conference you know don't take our word for it that it's great just because we speak there and sponsor and everything uh check out that that write-up and it has a lot of good information in there linked out to about the specialist program too so uh, pretty cool so the next one up, we have Fusion Reactor. So, yeah, it looks to be a blog uh, titled "Configuring and Disabling Log Tracking in Fusion Reactors." So, um, this is a post that kind of walks you through some uh, some configuration stuff uh, that sort of adjusts how the logging works inside your application. Uh, talks about the kind of logs that are uh, that are captured, and even how they capture different logs uh, from Java frameworks and CF log statements. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know it logged that much. So they've got lots of options there, so configure it to, to meet your requirements. So. Yeah. So and basically if you're using like the, the CF log tag, either Lucy or Confusion logs, or even uh, if you're dialing in libraries that use like the Apache Commons logging or log4j, Fusion Reactor can basically uh, kind of log in, uh, what's the word, latch onto that and, uh, and grab those logs inside of its, uh, its own little logging system. So you can kind of view a consolidated uh, list of all your logs. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Interesting. I wonder if that combines multiple servers when you're doing Docker, because I know that the Fusion Reactor Cloud kind of brings a lot of the applications together. I wonder if it combines logs from multiple sources. That'd be interesting. I don't know. I doubt it sends them to cloud, but that would be a good question. I actually think I see a typo in here. Under adding system properties, they have false misspelled. Whoops. Stand by while I harass the Fusion Reactor team. And to be clear, when I say the Fusion Reactor team, I really mean Mikey Fluid. Um, I got to meet him at CF Camp in Germany, which is super cool. Um, he's the guy that handles most of the support for the Fusion Reactor stuff. Um, and I bug him on a regular basis. In fact, I was talking with him this morning. Um, I, I sent over a, an enhancement request to the Fusion Reactor guys. And I was like, hey, um, is there a way you could log errors that happen inside Coldbox applications so it actually shows you know, the request is erroring because Coldbox, you know, traps the error and displays the pretty page. But I'd still like to be able to, you know, see from my Fusion Reactor dashboard what the error was. Mm. Um, and they, they've actually implemented that for me. So I really love that um, they uh, they add features and they fix stuff all the time for us. So I was super excited to be able to um, to meet their support guy, uh, Mikey, at CF Camp. So when I say harass the, the Fusion Reactor team, what I really mean is harass Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> he knows how it all works. He's great. Cool. Okay, while you're doing that, then I'm going to talk about Matt Clemente. He had a tweet uh, basically saying he's really excited to be speaking at the next online meetup about CFML API wrappers. Um, so he said, if you missed the session at CF Summit, you can see it here. And if don't worry, if you don't watch it live, it'll be recorded. So, um, so yeah, so he's excited about speaking. Obviously, we gave you all the details before. Um, but yeah, good to, good to have new speakers out there. So uh, speaking right, of uh, harassing done. So speaking about how normal harasses, um, Matt Gifford basically uh, posted a little bit about his lessons learned from his first live coding stream. So yeah, I saw this, him tweet about that the other day. I was like, "That's a a brave guy to just 
code live and let people watch. Uh, Michael Bourne's done that a few times too, which is kind of kind of cool. I know, like, dang it, I guess we have to jump on that bandwagon too. But uh, <laughs> his, his tweet read, things I learned from my first live coding stream. One, it's hard to talk about what you're coding and why you're coding it as you're coding it. And two, it's a new experience to fill up dead air with chatter as you do. It's a lot of fun. So you know, all I could think of was people that like live Twitch stream and then playing Minecraft or Roblox for like two hours at a time. <laughs> the, the, the problem is usually when I'm when I'm coding, if I'm working in something like command box, half the time what's in my head is like, ah, you stupid idiot. That's why it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it'll be pretty funny to talk out loud while you're coding. I might have to try it. But um so we have a link there in the show notes to the actual tweet. Um, his Twitter account and then the Twitch account as well. And if you, I'll, uh, I'll throw up a Twitch account up there in case anyone wants to yep. watch his future streams. And then he um, blogged about his uh, video stream too. So on Friday, twenty fifth of October in twenty nineteen, he broadcast his first video stream. Uh, basically, his his plan is just have some fun with it. You know, cover presentations, code refactoring, tips and tricks, tutorials on frameworks, etc. And so on that blog post, he has a, a you know link to the YouTube channel, the Twitch. So if you just whatever watching YouTube, he uses uh, some software that streams to multiple uh, locations, so you could check that out. But um, it's pretty cool. No, yeah. I was just thinking the other day. Do you remember when webcams kind of first came out, Gavin? And it became like a, a cool thing that um, people would uh, uh, they they would have like a website and they would have like a live picture from their webcam that would update like every hour or something. Do you remember that? I still and now, do. I still do that for um, some companies like golf oh, courses right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You have like a, a live thing. Well, it's just funny because like that was pretty crazy back in the day, and now we can just like you know live stream anything we do whenever we want. <laughs> and more often more than when we want to <laughs> i remember i got one of those samsung tvs that would just spy on me you know like everyone complains about their phones and everything else too but samsung tvs actually recorded you know <laughs> sent audio yeah. streams away oh, all wow. right um this this is funny uh in league which i assume is sam Nolton uh just sent a comment in the chat but it got blocked by the spam filter because it used the phrase stupid idiot <laughs> i had to i had to manually approve it uh, Watch your funny. language. <laughs> <laughs> too funny. So um, anyway, moving on. It looks like uh, Fusion Reactor is a big thing today. There's a CFA Live also released a podcast. Episode 91 had uh, Vue.js, Fusion Reactor, and Therapy with Ray Camden. So that was an uh, nice. an interesting one, an interesting mix because he's he can talks about Angular versus Vue.js and obviously Fusion Reactor, and then Therapy too. So. Um, you know, as a software developer, you got to look after yourself. We all know that. Um, and, you know, so interesting episode with Ray. He used to do a lot more Cold Fusion stuff. Now he's doing more JavaScript stuff, but it's still good mm. to see him active and busy in the community. So uh, Michaela interviewed him there. So you can get that on teartech.com, and that's episode 91. Oh, some heavy content, but looks pretty good. Yep. And then episode this, 91. What if, what episode are we at, Gavin? We're at 25. 25. We're going to have to start doing like two of these a week to catch up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, 25 episodes is a big deal on the podcast board because I think like 90% of podcasts don't make it past episode seven. So, episode seven. That's not, that's not that many. You know, you think people would stick through it longer, but. Um, yep. So that's about yeah. what they get to. So we're already in like the top 10% of all podcasts ever. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> we made it past seven episodes yay yep all so, right the next tweet is uh is mine it looks like yep um 
I, uh, I ran across a little, uh, bug and Lucy, uh, yesterday or whenever it was, um, which, uh, works okay in Adobe Confusion, but I noticed that, uh, when you did a union as a query of query, um, it didn't distinct the results. And that's the way that, that SQL servers work or MySQL, whatever databases is when your union two uh, selects together, it automatically takes out any duplicates unless you say union all, this is kind of how unions work. Hmm. Um, but anyway, in, in Lucy's server, I noticed this cause I was working on the file globbing um, library that's inside a command box and I enhanced it. So instead of having just one globbing pattern, you can have multiple and it kind of loops over them and it gets a query object out of CF directory and I just kind of combine them together. And I was thinking, oh, well, perfect. I can union these and it'll also, you know, dedupe it at the same time. And I was like, <laughs> oh, nope, I guess it doesn't. So I threw in a Lucy ticket for that, uh, marked it as a compatibility since it technically works in Adobe. So Interesting though too, because I know even last week, the week before, we were talking about how the query queries is not a good thing, and the culture is not a query engine, etc. And Michael Bourne had told us that they actually uh, inside Lucy they'll load them into like a in memory database like H two or something in memory, and then do the query query based off of that. So I don't know how much of that is accurate, but if that's the case, I wonder if the underlying engine doesn't do unions right. Um, I don't think it happens all the time. I'd have to try to review it. Misha talked to me about that once. Um, and I believe that it only loaded it into like an H2 database. If the queries were big enough, it crossed some threshold or took a certain amount of time. Yeah. Then it would default to that behavior. Um, I think if you just have a small uh, query in memory, it might not actually use that. But that's actually a good question because um, it might be a different behavior. Um, yeah. See, I don't, I don't completely subscribe to the whole query queries is horrible and you should never use it, which is just a few people out there that are pretty big on that. Um, I think it can be horrible, but I think it can also be really great. And you kind of have to, you have to judge your use cases. You know, I mean, if I had like a million records that I wanted to play with, it'd probably not be, you know, the most performance to do it in the query query. But if I'm just dealing with, you know, less than a thousand records, maybe a few hundred, and I just want to merge them together and do some operations on them. I think query queries is, is freaking fabulous for that. Um, but I don't know. I, I think you always have to be careful with these always never statements where you're like, ah, it's always great. It's never great. Um, yep. But anyway, I was thinking about that. Uh, Eric Peterson was throwing shade to me on Twitter for using query <laughs> queries. I was laughing to myself thinking about it. Yeah. I know it's pretty, pretty polar. Some of the opinions, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, it is good and bad. I think you have to judge it. Yep. Um, see how it behaves for sure. Cool. And then uh, we have a, a tweet from one of our, our previous audit trainings, Felipe Sambor. Yep, and he's been to several of our trainings now. Actually, um, yeah, I was so there for the first the first training he was at in Vegas, I believe. One 20, of our, our twenty seventeen, I believe, a couple of years ago. Yeah. So he did the the cold box boot camp, and then uh, I know that he's been in a couple of my workshops as well. We did a content box one and, and everything as well. So uh, he's done a lot of trainings with us. He's a great guy, um, and basically his his tweet was about. Um, a new product they just released. So it reads, just released Samovar, a multilingual foundation app written in Lucy 5.2.9, Coldbox 5.5, and Bootstrap 4. Two years of very hard work after my first encounter with Coldbox in Vegas at CF Summit 2017. No looking back, the smartest move ever to the Lucy and Coldbox world. So That's pretty cool. Yep, I know Lucy, you know, tweeted back to him, you know, saying thanks for the plug. And obviously, yeah, uh, Philippe's good guy. He's been in the last couple of end of the boxes too. So yeah, hopefully we'll see him again in May and we can talk more about it. Maybe we should get a he customer testimony. Uh, yeah. Where does he, he lives he in live Singapore. Like Singapore? Yeah. Yeah. 
I think he's from like Spain or something. Lives in Singapore. So that was a big, uh, a big travel for him coming out to another box in Houston. But yeah. that's super exciting though to see him because I mean, like I said, I was there in that very first training when he was learning cold box for the first time, and it's so cool to see him releasing, you know, uh, apps out there built on top of the stuff and enjoying it. So, yep. And so yeah, so maybe we can get him as a customer testimonial um, into the box because I mean, it sounds like a good story to tell and share. You know, bring your you- bring your camera to Houston, Gavin. Oh, I always got it with me. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a joke. You usually bring like seventeen cameras into the box. <laughs> Gavin brings a suitcase just full of cameras and audio equipment every year. So Cables bringing your and- camera is like, like insulting. Are you kidding me? Bring my <laughs> camera. <laughs> yep. So uh, also we have um, a blog post from Matt Gifford uh, yep. talking about a uh, Lucy five underscore internal request method, um, which is actually something that I've used myself and it's really cool. It's, it's one of those undocumented methods uh, inside of Lucy. Uh, so you won't it. find it. Yeah, you, you won't find it in like CF docs unless somebody's added it there. Um, it's one of those things that could kind of technically change at any time. It's not technically supported, uh, but it's a really cool function because what it does is it simulates an HTTP request, but it doesn't actually make an HTTP request. It just spins up a thread and it will execute uh, a page as though it were like a brand new page request. Application.cfc, everything fires and you get back a CFHTTP type response out of it. Um, and it's really cool that the testing suite inside of Lucy uses it all over the place. Um, and it's great for uh, throwing together some like quick and dirty integration testing on a legacy site that's not using cold box or anything that kind of natively supports integration testing. Because um, you can simulate HTTP requests to, you know, the homepage and say what HTML came back. Uh, but it performs way faster. Um, so anyway, yeah, he has a whole blog post talking about that and kind of how he uses it. And it's pretty pretty cool and there's uh he even shows a clever way to get um kind of the documentation of all the parameters by calling some underlying methods in lucy that'll get back all of the arguments and their descriptions which is cool too oh that's very cool yeah i know that yeah you did some legacy tests with that for a client we're working on and i'm like yeah. oh i'm not gonna rewrite all my stuff because <laughs> yeah <laughs> at vegas you know i talked to people about how to you know basically write integration tests and using hyper instead of cfhttp but i mean obviously if you're using lucy internal requests is even better it speeds up your tests a lot so very cool yeah. and then uh looks like uh paul hostick was a uh, you know, looking for VS code extensions. So, uh, mm-hmm. it all started with, um, John Barrett, whatever saying he couldn't get CF builder to download from Adobe. Oh. Um, so he's asking, what is everybody using? So everyone started talking about VS code and everything. And then, yeah. And then I guess he found, a, a you posted even, sorry, a link of, uh, VS code extensions and how to use VS code yeah. with command box. On the the docs. You know, the best way to get suggestions for a new IDE is to complain about cold fusion builder on Twitter. Just try it. <laughs> Be like, ah, oh, I ran into a cold fusion builder, you know, bug. And then within like half an hour, you'll have like 15 people that reply. They're like, use this, use this, use this. Um, yep. And the funniest thing that. is after you sent that page with a few extensions, like, you know, there's a podcast that happens every week where you talk about a new VS code extension. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, is this, is this a subtle hint that I should subscribe? We're like, if only there was some place that would give you a weekly feed of VS code extensions. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. he subscribed. I got proof. He sent me a screenshot that he subscribed to the podcast. So Photoshop. Yeah, probably. But uh Paul, good to have you listening if you're listening. Yeah, if you're really there, Paul, comment in the chat. <laughs> Maybe I'll listen on his podcast viewer, not on the live video stream. True. Yeah, a lot of people uh watched afterwards. Yeah. 
And then uh, Charlie Earhart also had a blog post on coldfusion.adobe.com. He talked about how Colfusion now supports Java 12, which is already end of life. <laughs> so should we use it? Should we use Java 13, Java 11? This whole which version of Java should we use is kind of kind of weird. But um, the short of it is, even though Adobe just added support for Java 12 to 2018 and 2016, he proposes you should not use that, but instead use the latest version of Java 11. And in his blog post, he says, we'll tell you why. So if you go to uh, callfusion.adobe.com, you can see that there, and uh, we have it in the show notes as well. But that's the article is right there on callfusion.adobe.com. So thanks again, Charlie, for all the work you do sharing this. Um, also, James Moberg, who uh, does quite a lot of work um, on Twitter, he, he actually does some pretty interesting things. He shares a lot of interesting little tidbits he's working on. But um, mm-hmm. he was using uh, the grep CFC that Matt Gifford wrote last week. So we talked about the, that last week, and and he said, thanks. He just used it to validate a UUID token download with a th- third-party CSV file. So it made it a whole lot easier than uh, passing and looping over the data using find no case and stuff like that. So... So yeah, so Matt was pretty happy that someone's already using it and he's, he's already got ideas for version two. So <laughs> he'll add line numbers and, and all sorts of stuff in there. So see, Forgebox is great. Throw something up there and people can start using it. Well, I don't even know if he has it on Forgebox yet, to be honest, but uh, it could be. So yeah, so it's Halloween week. So we can't do a Halloween episode of <laughs> CFML News without Pete Freitag scaring us. Spooky. So, yeah, I guess uh, Pete was talking about timing attacks and timing allow origin header. So, um, I've actually never looked too much into these timing attacks, but he says he always thought they're pretty interesting for, you know, for vulnerabilities. And so this sort of blog post goes through, you know, what they are and how to, and how to understand, you know, basically how to use the time timing allow origin response header because i guess there's a whole bunch of headers out there that are for security the browsers you know uh uphold them and some of them are annoying (laughs) but uh you know most things that stop security also stops developers um but you got to learn how to use them properly so this one here uh talks about timing attacks and shows you how you can work with the timing allow origin header to to stop that vulnerability thanks pete for watching that for us there's the link to his article on it. Cool, cool. So um, next we have a just a really short blog post from Akitogo. I, don't, I have never actually heard that name. Do you know who um, they are? That's uh, that's um, the company that Gunnar's from, right? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that's Gunnar's company in Frankfurt. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I guess um, they had something where Apache and Tomcat wasn't recognizing the SSL correctly. So they're... Uh, Basically, just a, a short, like I said, a short little blog post about how to pass CGI SSL statuses from Apache to Tomcat. Um, and I guess it was had issues when they're using this cold box app and they had event.build link, and that helps you build the link correctly with SSL and everything enabled. Yeah. But uh, I guess there was one line they had to add to, to make sure that it actually passed that information to Tomcat so there was no issues in that process. Yeah, that's Gunnar. I- on their their cool. uh, about page office is in Frankfurt. Managing director Gunnar Lieb. Cool. Yep. Saw, just saw him in Germany uh, a couple weeks ago or last week, whenever the heck that was. Cool, cool. Well, speaking of Germany uh, and <laughs> CF Camp, Nolan Irk uh, released his CF Camp recap. 
So he said after 22 hours of overall tra- travel and a 14 hour nap, he's, he's home and, <laughs> and right side up after that. But, um, you know, yeah, he, he, uh, he was actually on the same uh, flight as my family from Munich to Houston. I mean, that's where we split ways. We went up to Kansas city and he had to continue on to Sacramento. Cool. And, uh, yeah, who's saying it's 10th anniversary and the conference continues to grow. And this is the largest attendance ever. Yep. So, yep. Keeps growing. And, uh, yeah, so 10 years of CF camp and next year is 25 years of Adobe cold fusion. So hopefully they'll do something cool, like extra big party. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard Adobe was even interested in, in trying to do some cool stuff, uh, next year at CF camp being the 25 anniversary of cold fusion. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the next year. Cool. Well, before we go to the next tweet, uh, John Farrar just asked, he said, we are no longer using Tomcat and command box servers, are we? And, and I just replied, that yep. is correct. It's Undertow, which is JBoss. Cool, cool. Yep. So if you use command box, there's uh, there's no no Tomcat in play. We use a different server container. Very cool. So we had a tweet from Matt Givis, Gifford, first-time listener. So after all these weeks of talking about Matt Gifford, he doesn't even listen to the dang show. You know, so Now we have to watch what he's saying because apparently he's going to actually be listening to us. So. Yeah, so he was ashamed to say that this was his first time listening last week, and so now he subscribed, and hashtag love me orders chat. So also, Matt, if you're out there, your grep CFC is not in fact on a Forge box; it's only on GitHub. So come on, snap to it, buddy. Get that stuff on Forge box. You know what? That could be your next live stream: how to take a simple CFC I mean, function and turn it into a module on Forge box. It's just even if it's not a module, even if it's just a package, package in it, publish, boom. What more do you need? We've given you all the tools. Yeah. So he said he was going to go back and listen to all the episodes. So I think he's only doing that so he can get those 25 episodes worth of VS Code extensions. But (laughs) that's a good reason to go listen to the backlog if I ever heard one. So, yep. Um, And so there was a blog in question on the coldfusion.adobe.com site. So if you ask a question on the uh, the forum there, it actually posts as well. It looks like a blog post. But... Uh, he was saying after upgrading to update five on 2018, random uh, pages randomly won't load. So if you guys have upgraded to the update five and have this issue, there's several suggestions in the comments about how to fix it. Um, but basically to do with the, the, the WS config and trying to get it all hooked up again. So, um, it looks like they're running IIS and 10, et cetera. So, um, Charlie chimed in and a couple other people did. So, uh, if you go to coldfusion.adobe.com, the the blog post is there, and you can find out more. So if you're having the same problem, yeah, the latest out. updater was one of the first ones to require the uh, the web server connectors to be rebuilt in a while. Because I there was a, a graph on one of the Adobe pages that had you know each updater and does the web server connector need to be rebuilt? Um, and uh, I actually we we ran into someone in Las Vegas who had came by the booth and they were trying to get rewrites to work, and they just installed the latest Adobe. Um, hotfix. Um, and of course, I say hotfix, the updater. And of course, they were getting these really weird, like, you know, 404s or empty pages. I mean, the way it manifests itself is always really like freaky. And you're like, what's going on? And then it's like, oh, wait a minute. You installed an updater. Have you, you know, reinstalled the web server connectors? And then, of course, it magically starts working. So mm. that's that'll bite you all the time. 
Yep. So there's good suggestions there. So if you're facing the same problem, uh, that's a good way to go. Go check that one out there. And uh, for those of you who didn't notice, I actually started posting the the podcast release up there on the coldfusion.w.com site because it's a the portal. So I thought we'd get a few more people finding us. So posted it out Thanks. there. Yep. So now we're on to some CFML jobs. And I only saw one this week. There's probably more on www.getcfmljobs.com. But there is a Cold Fusion developer position in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. So they're looking for a, you know. Melbourne. Yep, Melbourne. I think I'm saying it funny. I've been here too long. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. How do, you, how do you say it? I don't know. Melbourne? I just say it Melbourne. <laughs> well, it's Melbourne. Uh, it's all, oh, I really? Always, I pronounce it with the, like an I-N sound, not a, you know, born. But, born. Yeah. That's, that's the American way to say it right there. Exactly. I've been here too long. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they're looking for a full-time developer to join their team. Uh, it's in it's in Melbourne, and it's, um, you know, they want a, a developer who's ready to move their, move up to the next level in a eagerly growing business. So. The Melbourne identity. Cool, cool. Awesome. All right. So, we've been we've been at this for 50 minutes or so. Actually, we haven't because you had technical difficulties before That's right. we started. We started late, didn't we? Yep. So, but uh, the, the Forgebox module of the week this week is actually going to be the Command Box Fusion Reactor plugin. Which you can read module. all about on Fusion Reactor's knowledge base. <laughs> I'll tell you how to uninstall it. <laughs> so, but they also talked about how to install it and they said it's easy and you can do a lot of things. But yeah, I mean, obviously. It is. It's the easiest way to use Fusion Reactor in the world. I always harass them about that. I'm like, hey, my way is easier than your way. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Um, so yeah, so you can enable Fusion Reactor and every time you start a server, it'll be running. So if you've got a developer license, you can register your license there and then every time you start up a server, uh, it's good and ready to go. Uh, it'll yeah, automatically... if you wanna... Go ahead. Um, sorry, I just interrupted you. I was going to say, if you want to play with Fusion Reactor and you, and you don't have a license for your, your local development environment, you can get one that's like 199 and it basically has the ultimate features. Um, and I use Fusion Reactor for my local development probably more than I use it on production. And I do use it a lot in production, but I mean, it's like a, a tool I use all the time. I didn't even use like the built in Cold Fusion debugging template and get all the database queries that ran and pretty much everything I need out of Fusion Reactor. But if you're on Command Box, you're just like two seconds away from using it. You just install the module, type FR register, paste in your license key, and then you're done. Every server you start just magically has Fusion Reactor enabled. So. Yep. We've tried then, to make that as painless. And you get the latest Fusion Reactor releases automatically. So they push a release. The next day you come in and start your server, boom, you're on that release. Um, pretty painless. Yeah. I mean, I remember doing it the old school way, and it was not, not fun. So this is much <laughs> easier. Uh, and then they've got free trials too. So if you want to try it out, check it out. And also, like I said, Charlie's doing that presentation on October 30th um, through for the CFUG in South Florida. And uh, so if you sign up for that, they said they're um, basically if you go there and then do a, f a review of the software, you get a free developer license. So I'm not sure if that's good for a year or not. As John said in the chat, uh, the developer license is $1.99 <laughs> for a year. But I believe if you buy like one for production, I do you get developer licenses too? Or is this? No, no, no it doesn't work like that. Okay. Um, oh, wrong thing. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, Adobe Cold Fusion, right? You buy a production license and you can use, you know, Using on like staging service, but Fusion Reactor is not like that. You actually have to buy it for development. But if it's just a developer machine that never sees any kind of you know production or, or uh, testing traffic, 
then you can do the cheaper license. Uh, if you have questions about getting a free license by putting in a review, because um, I don't know exactly, I know they've done that for some of the conferences. I'm not sure who all it extends to. Just email David Tattersall. He's the, the CEO at Fusion Reactor um, and ask him about that. And he can let you know um, what you can do as far as uh, leaving a review. But they want reviews from people who've actually used the product. So yeah. um, he, he can definitely answer questions on that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a great product. And like I say, if you haven't used it before, check out Charlie's um, presentation. Uh, there's always a lot of cool stuff there. So Brad's pasting the link in there for you to information about the Autos books. And then obviously that's on forgebox.io. So you can get that. And then... VS Code? Hints, tips, and tricks of the week. So this one's just an interesting little one. because not everything has to be a huge extension. So this one is called Change Case. So this is um, built on um, the node change case option. So it's a little wrapper for that, but it allows you to quickly change the case of, um, you know, a current selection or a word. So it can change the camel case or constant case or snake case. And I actually listed them all out here. So we've got this camel case, constant case, dot kebab, lower, lower first, no, param, pascal, path, sentence, snake, swap, Jeez, title, upper, that upper many first. Kinds of cases. I think half of them are probably the same, but I, <laughs> in the cool. show notes, I, mean, I put them all in there. So and I it, used I used to use that quite a bit in Cold Fusion Builder, where I'd you know, highlight a selection and you could right click and there was just convert to uppercase and lowercase, which is you know really pretty simplistic, but this is yeah. pretty powerful. I'm curious if you can assign shortcut keys to it. I well, you probably can. Yeah, you can. They're they're it's pretty cool. Uh, and the the cool thing is too, it actually works for the multiple cursor too. So if you do that, oh, nice. and if you do it for just one word, it'll actually give you a preview of all the different types. So if you you have like foobar selected and you you pull up the command, it'll give you all the options below it yeah. with a preview right next to it, which is pretty neat. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, I'm like watching the little animated GIF right now on the on their website. Yeah, it's like so, mesmerizing. Yeah, the animated. So, you know, every time I see thing. an animated GIF. I always think of uh, Ray Canbin's post where he's like, animated GIFs are not documentation. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Do but not they, make your docs just an animated GIF. And, and it's not the only thing they have, but I always laugh to myself when I see a GIF now. Yep, for sure. Cool, cool. And then uh, John Farrar just said, uh, here's one for next week. So I guess he's going to uh, give us another one whoa, here. Whoa, whoa. Bonus content. Yep. So um, I guess he's looking for a new senior div uh, in Chicago, Illinois. So... Chicago. Um, yep. So, yeah, John, give us some information, and we'll definitely uh, publicize it for you there. And if anybody else knows of any jobs around, um, or any hints, tips, tricks for VS Code, or you know, ForgeBox modules, or whatever, we're we're definitely open to more information. We're trying to give the best news out there that we can. But if you guys got something new, please share. So you can reach Brad on Twitter, myself on Twitter, or um, you know, we're around. We're on CFML Slack, Box Team Slack every slack but uh yeah so thanks for that okay so next patreon supporters can't finish the podcast without thanking the supporters because you guys make our open source survive so um yeah we want to thank everybody here the you know you guys are supporting command box forge box cold box content box test box all the other boxes and this podcast is including that pile as well um, but yeah, we really appreciate your help. 
and uh, we thank all of you. And then if you guys are looking to to try and help out as well, uh, I think we've got little packages starting from just ten bucks a month, and then we have a fifty dollar, hundred dollar, you know, etc. Um, packages and uh, one million dollar sponsorship. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if, if you want to give us a million dollars, personally drive to your house and wash your car. <laughs> Yeah, if it's in the states, it might get a little wet driving across <laughs> somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Offer only valid to the continental United States. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So thank you, Andrew Davis, Brian White, Calvin Stetton, Dali, Dan Carr, Daniel Garcia, David Bellinger, Didia Lusnicki, Don Bellamy, Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Jan Yannick, Jeremy Adams, John Farrar, Jordan Clark, Joseph Lamry, Laxma Tirahadi, Matthew Clemente, he sounds familiar, presenting <laughs> CF online this week, Richard Herbert, Samuel Knowlton, Scott Steinbeck, VJ, and Yogesh Mather. So, uh, again, thank you, all of you. Uh, sorry for the mispronunciations. I know I murdered a couple of them, probably, but... One of the many uh, services we offer here, mispronouncing your name. Yeah, so... <laughs> But yeah, so again, uh, a lot of good news this week. Uh, some conferences coming up, a couple of good presentations. So um, yeah, a lot of good blog content too. So thanks everybody for keep pushing Cold Fusion stuff. And yeah, we'll see you all next week. Keep being awesome. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.